0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms
1: and conditions 18 plus. And welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network as we take a look with scouts eye on college football, breaking down the SEC week three. Got an interesting uh, slate of matchups. We're going to get to it. A reminder to check out more detailed film room breakdowns on these games in the SEC and every other conference in all of college football. In fact, even in the NFL as well, we got it all broken down for you at LandryFootball.com. It's where you can get the most detailed film and background, um, breakdown rather, from a coaching and scouting perspective. So check it out at LandryFootball.com. Try it uh, for a month or or, or um, for a, uh, a few uh, uh, weeks or uh, try it out for a, a full year. That's the best discount that we have. Well, it was an interesting week in the SEC. It's been a couple of interesting weeks. We get into week three, we're going go through the matchups in a particular order, but we're going to kind of give some overview of how the teams are looking inside the film room, get you ready for these games. Georgia goes to South Carolina. That is a 11 a.m. Central game, ESPN and Williams Bryce stadium. Uh, Look, this Georgia team is playing at a different level. Uh, Stetson Bennett's been outstanding. I know that they had the big win against uh, Oregon. Um, their defense is playing outstanding. Their offensive line is very good. Uh, Stetson Bennett is making plays. They've made this offense to kind of feature around developing more in the passing game. they are three outstanding tight ends. They're really good receivers. This is the best-looking team in college football right now. Um So they've got a lot going for them. The defense is still playing at a high level. South Carolina hasn't been bad so far against the pass, but they're getting hammered on the ground. They're going to get hammered. Again, Georgia State averaged five yards per carry in this game. Arkansas powered close to 300 yards. They're going to see more of that. I think Georgia will be able to pound South Carolina any which way that they want to. Georgia hasn't cranked up their ground game yet, but it might not need to. Uh, K.J. Jefferson hit 18 for 21 uh that's not a really good passing attack at georgia this one is i don't know what georgia is going to choose to do against south carolina's defense they can do whatever they want it is going to be a bloodbath south carolina is going to fire away they're going to get behind in this game spencer rattler is going to make mistakes in this game um, he's got a good arm no question but look this is this is I don't even think Georgia's played their best game yet. I don't think it's going to be anything splashy. I think it's going to be workmanlike for Georgia. They could probably put 50 on South Carolina. I think it's probably going to be a little bit less. I think it they'll play a little bit more ball control. They're going to start to get into conference play. I think South Carolina is having huge problems on third downs on both sides of the ball. Um, and they're not able to win the turnover margin. That's going to determine how close this game is. If South Carolina plays their best game, if they play a clean game, then they'll make this, you know, maybe a 20 point win for Georgia. If they don't play clean, Georgia's going to pound them and they'll name the score in this game. Youngstown State goes to Kentucky. Kentucky off the big win against Florida. Uh, let's take a look at Youngstown State a little bit. Um, the offense. Um, You know, uh, they've been pretty good thus far. Kentucky is struggling to get the ground game going. Um, I think that uh, if you look at Youngstown State, their their run defense has played pretty solidly in their first uh, couple of weeks. I think Kentucky in the second half against Florida started to get their claim into getting that running game going. But I don't think they really were as good. I think they won that with their defense. I think this Kentucky team has got better football ahead of them. Uh, I think we'll start to see them kind of spread their wings a little bit. Youngstown State's a good team. I mean, they they've done everything pretty good thus far. Um, you know, time of possession, uh, the tempo of the game may have a little bit of a factor in how lopsided it could get. The Wildcat defense hasn't allowed a touchdown pass. They've shut down Anthony Richardson last week, and I think it should be solid to, to control. Dimitri Crenshaw, and that's Youngstown State passing attack. I think the defense, and then Will Levis on the other side of the passing game, uh, unless they turn the football over, I think they'll win. They'll win going away in this one. Abilene Christian goes to Missouri. Missouri needs this game. This is a uh, noon Eastern time SEC Network ESPN Plus game. In Faroe Field, uh, Missouri's struggling. Just 220 yards of total offense in an ugly, I mean, ugly loss to Kansas State. They were completely outcoached and out prepared. The passing game has not done much of anything. They got an easy win over Louisiana Tech in Missouri, but it wasn't all that impressive. Way too many turnovers, six and two games. Abilene Christian has looked good in their first two games. It's controlling the time of possession. They're winning on third downs. Um, Hadn't allowed anything late in games. Um, the Wildcats haven't given up second-hand points thus far uh, to just six points after the first quarter. Missouri needs to fix this fast. The running, and I think they'll do it here, the running game ran wild over Louisiana Tech. The defense didn't allow a thing on the ground. Um, I think everything is around Missouri is impatient. It's got to start to click before they get into conference play. I think the talent level, While not good, is a little bit better than they displayed. They just ran into a buzzsaw buzzsaw against Kansas State. A well-coached team, and I don't think this Missouri team is a consistently coached team. Brady Cook has to settle into the job at quarterback. The lines are in place to win this game and to start to assert themselves. I think they win. I think they win going away in this matchup. Ole Miss goes to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. So, Ole Miss team... Not much to make of them at this point. They've not played a really good team yet. It was pretty smooth against Troy, but the offense, um, you know, started to find traction against Central Arkansas. Good balance, fewer turnovers, better performance from the defense. Jackson uh, Jackson Dart has started, I am trying to say, and, and is starting to look a little solid at pushing the offense down the field. The rushing combination of, Zach Evans and uh, Quinchon Judkins has been strong. It should all work against a Georgia Tech team that I thought played pretty well for a quarter, quarter and a half against Clemson. But Georgia Tech has no answer on offense, Jeff. Sims is a a solid playmaker. The passing game is not working. Uh, The Yellow Jackets, O has to kind of keep things moving here, keep the Rebels attack off the field. It's just not happening really well. Georgia Tech's only converting 26% of its third-down chances thus far. You know, it's one thing to struggle against Clemson, but they weren't really good on third downs against Western Carolina. So, uh, look, the run defense has been pretty good at Georgia Tech, and so I think it's going to challenge Ole Miss in that regard. Uh, The Jackets will get in the backfield. They've come up with seven sacks, 15 tackles for losses. They're going to attack Jackson Dart. They're going to have to force some mistakes. They're going to have to create some short fields. Um, Ole Miss doesn't care about control on the clock. They want to get up, down the field, score the football quickly. They've not been able to take advantage. They've not been able to go on long marches. I just think that the third down is going to be the difference here. Um, it's one of the few teams uh, in, in college football that keeps the ball less than Ole Miss. They score in short intervals. The Jackets defense will probably keep them in the game for a period. How close? Not sure, but I expect Ole Miss to win another one, Got one more game after this before they get into conference play. Hey, check out the breakdown of Penn State Auburn over at LandryFootball.com. We're going to go in great deal, a feature game with this. An intriguing game, maybe the most intriguing game, in the sec it is the 2 30 central 3 30 eastern time cbs game um penn state's been fairly sharp um week one they struggled with with purdue and quite frankly could have gone either way it was a thriller um ohio team florida atlantic they've handled that um You know, Penn State's offense has had balance. The ground game has been really, really good. They've got an outstanding freshman back. The passing attack hit 300 yards for the second game in a row. The D is playing fairly well. There were problems against Aiden O'Connell and the Purdue passing game. But the secondary held its own. But between that game and the Ohio win, Penn State has allowed just 48% of all passes to be completed. Auburn, on the other hand, hasn't allowed anything on the ground. Uh, now, Mercer and San Jose State is not much of a threat. I am very curious to see how this Auburn's run defense handles a better, obviously, Penn State rushing attack. For all the problems Auburn had last season, the run defense wasn't one of them. It held Penn State last year to 90 yards, just two yard, 2.7 yards per carry in that 28-20 uh, loss, and it's carrying over uh, this year. Penn State's going to have to win this through the air. Uh, It ran on Ohio. It it couldn't run on Purdue. I don't think they're going to run it all that well against Auburn. Um, You know, um, I wasn't overly impressed with how Auburn played against San Jose State. They had a little bit more trouble than I thought they would. Um, But the defense keeps generating pressure. Uh, We'll see if the offense can get something out of the running game. Make this a fourth-quarter battle, physical game at home. If it's a low-scoring affair, that is to the advantage of Auburn. Can T.J. Finley rise up and get the offense moving? Will Robbie Ashford, because they're going to play both quarterbacks, be an X-factor for the backfield and keep it rolling? Uh, Penn State's not tested. Neither is Auburn. It's a road game situation. Uh, The secondary for Penn State that just held up enough against Purdue, is that going to be enough? If you're looking at the quarterback play, advantage – Penn State, how much of an advantage with Sean Clifford? He came up with third down throws, needed to, to keep the change moving. Uh, if he's able to do that this year, who knows? Um, that's going to be a real interesting matchup. Kind of like leaning Penn State here, but I'm not done. Check out for uh, LandryFootball.com for the latest uh, on on that last minute info. Vanderbilt, is at Northern Illinois? Yeah, they're going to Husky Stadium in DeKalb. Vanderbilt's been fairly solid against the run. Now, Hawaii can't run. Elon is awful. And Wake Forest are not very good on the ground themselves. But let's give them credit. They're still allowing four yards per carry. I think that that's going to obviously change over the course of the SEC schedule. Now, Northern Illinois can throw the football, but the offense is at its best when it's able to grind out the running game, take control between the tackles, if the Vandy defensive front can make husty quarterback Rocky Lombardi, you remember him from Michigan State, press, and if if its own passing game can keep the chains moving against a D, then it can come up with third down stops. Everything is going to be okay. Now, the Vandy offense was able to roll against it, the um, against weaker opponents, struggled last week against Wake Forest. The gashing runs weren't there. The turnovers were. Um, The Huskies turned the ball over once for this year. Penalties have been a a little bit of an issue. Third downs have been a problem for them. Uh, Make the Commodores throw, force two turnovers, and Illinois is going to have a shot in this game. I think um, Northern Illinois, the key is they got to play better in the secondary to have success doing this. Vanderbilt's not going to wing it around the yard, but it'll move it effectively enough. Uh, neither defense is going to be outstanding in this game. Uh, Vanderbilt's defensive fronts are not going to get in the backfield. I think this is an intriguing game. Intriguing because I don't know who's going to win it. Uh, Northern Illinois, maybe a slight edge at home. I know they're a little bit of a favorite. It's the last realistic game that Vanderbilt can win. I don't know that they're not going to win any other game. I just can't tell you where they're going to win. Alabama, Ole Miss, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. At Missouri, South Carolina at home, I don't know. I could maybe make a case for it if those teams are really struggling and and banged up. This may be the last chance for a Vanderbilt win. Beating Hawaii, beat Elon, um, three wins is probably all they got. Maybe four tops. They need this one if they're going to win three games, in my opinion. ULM goes to Alabama. Poor walks. Um, this is going to be an Alabama team that if they were going to take it easy, they were going to play sloppy. Um, they're going to play with a lot of intensity, at least in this game with Alabama. And it's just going to get ugly, uh, and it's going to get ugly fast. Um, you know... Chandler Rodgers has played fairly well for the Warhawks. Uh, they, you know, we'll see if they can get anything done against this Bama secondary. I, I know that they struggled against Texas quite a bit, but um, you know they they at least don't make a lot of penalties. I think they're going to make more against Alabama. Alabama, it's about cleaning up their game. It's about reducing the penalties. It is about, um, you know, staying on their landmarks and coverage, staying committed to the running game, getting better uh, up front. Those are the things that uh, you got to handle if you're Alabama. It wasn't maybe pretty against Texas, but it got the win, and they move on, and we'll we'll see where it goes from here. But I, I would not give up on Alabama's ability to improve last year. They got outplayed by Florida. <clears throat> won the game. They got beat by a All sorts of problems last year, as I saw it. Offensive line in particular. Much the same this year in that regard. And they turned around, got better and better, and we know what they were able to do. They were able to make the conference championship game, win it, and made it to the national championship game. So, um while georgia may look like the best team in the country right now and they may may maybe throughout the course of the year i don't think you've heard the the last of alabama yet so i think that we're going to see the receivers get open this week where they couldn't against texas um ulm secondary is really bad it's what i've talked too much about this game it's about alabama correcting their mistakes i think the only issue is the 49 and a half do they cover that Uh, We'll get into more of that at Landry football, Uh, Mississippi state, LSU. I think the best conference matchup between two conference teams in Baton Rouge and tiger stadium, this Mississippi state offense, breaking them down on tape. has been very good. Um, They haven't had the layup games. I mean, Memphis and Arizona are not great teams, but they're better than what most people have played. And they haven't been without a hitch. I mean, Mississippi state, has been really good thus far. I wanna see the consistency. I wanna see them this week, but they've been good. And maybe they're the team that no one's talking about that might be closer to the upper echelon of teams in the SEC this year than in normal years. Will Rogers and the passing attack are rolling. The defense is outstanding and the team is somewhat played. If you look at who has played the best, not who the best team is, but who has played the best consistently through every quarter of all the games they've played in the sec, it would be Georgia number one. And I would say Mississippi state number two. I'm not saying that they're the second best team in the sec, but they haven't had any real issues. Kentucky played really sloppy against Miami of Ohio. Um, You know, Tennessee uh has had moments where they've looked really good and and certainly are good this mississippi state team is good lsu struggled against florida state they were great against southern it's about getting better it's about baby steps it's about offensive line play it's about quarterback play the defense has been pretty solid for lsu it hasn't dealt with the type of team even florida state mississippi state's better um Too productive, too efficient, too sharp to have anything less than a really good defensive effort to have a chance. LSU hasn't come up with much of a pass rush. LSU's going to have to defend the run because, folks, Mississippi State, yes, breaking news is running the football and running it well. We'll see if LSU can slow down the pass rush and get enough, uh, slow down the run game and then get in the passing lanes. And then offensively, can they attack this Mississippi State defense? Jaden Daniels, the transfer quarterback from Arizona State. Uh, you know, he didn't get enough credit for the job he did coming back late against Florida State, even though uh, he was inconsistent early passing. It's, it's a, it gives them a better chance than people think. Um, the Tigers have talent in the secondary. They can match up pretty well. I expect to see more off coverage, more zone coverage. We'll see how they do it. It's Look, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Turnovers are going to be key. Um, you know, um, LSU's generated six turnovers. The only thing Mississippi State hasn't done really well is protecting the football as well as you need to. Five um, giveaways, five turnovers thus far this year. That's, I think, the only way that Mississippi State loses this game. This is going to be a hidden gem of a game. Uh, You know, it's going to be a lot of pressure on Brian Kelly to start one and two. I think Mississippi State's team right now is more complete, more balanced. I think the run defense has been good. Rodgers is hot. Um, I think they've got a great chance here. This is a real opportunity for Mississippi State to take care of business here. I think they win it lest they turn the football over. They They turned it over two, three times. LSU will get them at home. Akron, Tennessee, not a whole lot there. Jill Moorhead's bringing in this Akron team. The offense hasn't been bad thus far. The passing game is okay. The defense is forced some turnovers. Um, you know, look, 52 uh, nothing, Michigan State. Good team. Um, look, it took a little bit of a push to get by St. Francis. Akron is having a big problem on the offensive line. There's no running game whatsoever. Tennessee's defense is going to eat and eat big. Uh, I do think that Ball State's a little bit better personnel-wise. Uh, uh, LSU, Tennessee has generated five takeaways. I think they're going to do really well. I think they're going to keep Akron's a low-scoring affair, and Tennessee's going to score whatever it wants to in this game and play as many people as they need to in this game. Uh, Missouri State, led by, you can't make this up, Bobby Petrino, going to, you can't make this up, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Yes. Wouldn't it be interesting if he wore a neck brace in that game? That would be fun. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Bob's not fun. And he probably does not think that's funny. So Missouri state is dangerous enough with quarterback, Jason Shelley, who started out at Utah, by the way, went to Utah state, and now he's ripping it up with the bears. I mean, they're, They throw the football all around the yard. No question about that. The offense is moving really well. The passing game is one of the most efficient in the FCS. The defensive front is generating good pass rush. Arkansas, excellent both sides of the ball. Big matchup advantage there. They got pushed a little bit by Cincinnati, but they pushed back. They rolled over South Carolina. As I mentioned in the preview last week, Cincinnati is better than South Carolina. Missouri State might be playing well, but... Their offensive line struggles to protect. This is where Arkansas controls the game and slows down the ability of uh, Missouri State to score a bunch of points. uh, K.J. Jefferson's going to take over this game. I think Arkansas win-win big. Florida hosts USF in Ben Hill Griffith Stadium. You know, we've been talking about that game, and they've been wanting to get that game on the schedule. The Bulls have to keep the offense balanced. Um, it was balanced against BYU, but boy, they got hammered fifty to twenty-one. Um, it was balanced over Howard, and they took care of it. For all the pile positives, on the other hand, for Florida and under Billy Napier and all the hype about Anthony Richardson, there no touchdown passes early on. The running game stalled against Kentucky, then the, that led to two of the turnovers, and it cost them. South Florida has to sell out against the run, got to force florida through the year you beat florida's offense by making them throw it can usf do it look the offense isn't good enough for usf um the focus for florida has been on the offense but the defense has played pretty well i don't think usf can get enough done offensively to make this a close game i do look for florida to get its passing game moving in this game that's going to be focused they're going to run it but i think they're going to have to develop confidence and rhythm in this passing game. I think this is a game where they absolutely can do it. Well, maybe the best game of the weekend might be in terms of what's on stake is in College Station. Miami goes to play the Aggies. What a matchup! What a matchup because AM coming off the loss to Appalachian State, AM getting buried, AM, all the criticism, all even from the apoplectic fans. The battered uh, Aggie syndrome is in full force. Their quarterback situation. Haynes King, think he's going to be on a short lease. Should we see Max Johnson? Will we see Max Johnson? Thought AM's defense played fairly well for a chunk of the game last week against Appalachian State. They were just on the field too much. They had non support from their offense. Well, can AM score? Um, that was the big key. Ains King is talented. They've got to get the ball in the hands of Devin Eshane. Now I will say this. Miami's given up a lot of yardage defensively to the short pass. If you're A&M, if you're Jimbo, dump that ball off, work the screen game, work the swing routes to Devin Bears, they. You don't have to be great as a passer. To be really effective. We'll see if Jimbo can get it done. I expect AM to respond. I expect AM to come out like a team that was embarrassed last week, play hard, play well, get the ball to Devin Shane. We'll see. Um, Miami's defense is not all that. Um, Bethune Cookman, Southern Miss were not real threats. Tyler Van Dyke is good. He's not great, but he's good. Can they get enough done against this AM defense? Um, look, I, I don't think it's as devastating. I think the loss there was devastating for AM last week. But I don't think this defines this AM team. I'll say this it doesn't look good for AM if they can't get this game, because that would be two losses in a row. And then you got Arkansas at Mississippi State and at Alabama. Whoa need to get one here. I think it is a big time must win game for am or else we're looking at a seven and five season maybe at best. for all the team's problem, I do think that a m's offensive line struggling in the run game, the pass protection hasn't been bad. I don't know if Miami can take advantage of it. the turnovers were key four turnovers killed them. and m can't press they got they can't lose the turnover battle. They've got to have energy. They've got to have focus. They've got to have discipline at home. I don't know. I think this game might be a, a close one, but I look for AM to respond in a very positive way. Hey, I appreciate you joining us for the breakdown of all the SEC games this week. I invite you to join us over at LandryFootball.com for all the latest breakdowns of all the conference games by conference. And, we bring uh, an even more individual-type breakdown for uh, the bigger games of the weekend. But we got every game covered and broken down for you. We'll do that for college, do that for the NFL all the time. So make sure that you check that out. And uh, I ask that you uh, you know sign up for the Landry Football Podcast channel wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, if you like the SEC, sign up for SEC Football and Beyond where you can get our SEC shows. If you're a fan of the other conferences, sign up for – those conference channels, which is very simple. Big 10 football and beyond, Big 12 football and beyond, ACC football and beyond, Pac-12 football and beyond. You get the drill. So check it out. We'll see you there. Great to be with you. And we'll talk to you next time on the Landry Football Podcast Network.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?